Our Bible reading is taken from John chapter 14, verse 15 to 27. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All these I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. We'll continue. First Corinthians chapter 12, 1 to 11. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous power. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. 
All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Paul, for praying, uh, Nudi and Mercy for reading. Uh, would you uh, just uh, pray with me as we open God's word? Uh, dear Lord, I thank you for this day. Thank you that we can come and gather and worship you, Lord. I pray, yeah, that you would open our hearts and our minds, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would bring conviction uh, to us, Lord. I pray that you would be upon me, Lord God. I pray that these would be your words, uh, not my words, uh, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So... I don't know about you, um, uh, we've been going through this, I don't know about you, but do you remember the first time you learned about the Holy Spirit? I remember the first time I learned about the Holy Spirit, it was in Sunday school, and uh, there's nothing wrong with my Sunday school teachers, they're great, I just had a wild imagination, but I remember being in Sunday school, we were learning, you know, in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit comes down on the church, right, and it's this huge power, and everyone's speaking in tongues, and I remember thinking in my mind, oh my goodness, it is like Star Wars, it's like the Force, I could be a Jedi, right, I remember thinking this in my my brain again our Sunday I'm so sorry to my Sunday school teachers it's not you it's me I had a wild imagination but as funny as this may seem right actually in many ways a lot of people still see the Holy Spirit as something is just a force or a tool or a thing that God uses and see, this could be not be farther from the truth. As we continue our series today on the Apostles' Creed, well, we will learn who is this Holy Spirit when we declare, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And we will see it in three ways. First, by acknowledging the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Two, by acknowledging, seeing how the Holy Spirit works in us. And three, seeing how the Holy Spirit works in the church. It is important to see the personhood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, right? God is, a, is, is God within three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Bible shows that, that the Holy Spirit is a person that we should worship. We see this in several ways. The first is that the Holy Spirit himself is given given several names. The Holy Spirit is named in the Bible. He is the name of the Spirit of God. He is the name, a Spirit of Christ, Spirit of your Father, the Spirit of truth in our reading today, the Spirit of the Lord. The, the, the Holy Spirit is, has names in the Bible. Not only that, the Holy Spirit is also referred to as a person, right? In, in Greek, um, uh, there, there's uh, there's tenses and uh, there um, verbs even right have either masculine, feminine, or neuter, which is for things, right? And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we can see here actually many times it's used in the masculine form, right? He is referred to as who this person who right? He is 
uh, referred to in our passage today as he, he, the Holy Spirit, right? He is, he is said himself, he himself is. The, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a person. Not only that, we see these attributes of a person attributed to the Holy Spirit. Uh, spirit. Um, there's a lot of, of these, right? But he grieves, he loves, he has a mind of his own, right? He can be resisted, he knows, he can be a witness, he has awareness of goodness, he makes overseers, he can be lied to and tested, and he speaks, right? These are all um, passages that speak to the Holy Spirit as seen as a person, I think the biggest um, one that we can see is Acts 5, right? We went through the, um, the book of Acts uh, earlier, right? And, and there you see Ananias and Sapphira, right? And, 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 right, Ananias, right, lies. It says you are lying to the Holy Spirit, right? Sapphira, you are testing the Holy Spirit, right? It's Holy Spirit as God, but Holy Spirit as a person, right? We know the Holy Spirit is a person. Well, why? Because of the things that he does, the activities that he does. He teaches us. He intercedes on our behalf, right? He leads us. He gives life. He is, we are filled by the, the Holy Spirit, the activities of the Holy Spirit, Right? And the third, last thing is, well, we see that the Holy Spirit is mentioned on equal level with God, right? We easily, easily think, oh, yeah, God the Father is a person, God the Son as a person. Well, he is equal to also God, um, God the Holy Spirit as a person, right? We see these in uh, these three ways. Matthew 28, in the Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, um, right? The grace that we say after the prayer, right, uh, in Second Corinthians, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and then Ephesians, there is one body and one spirit, just also you, you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all, right? The, the Holy Spirit is a person, and not only that, he is a Holy person in the Trinity of God, right? He is God. He is someone that we have a relationship with. Why is it important to see the Holy Spirit as, as someone who, who we, um, as a person, as a God, as one person in the Trinity, and not just a thing or a tool. Well, it is important, is it important? Well, one, so that we can, again, have a relationship with him, right? It, it would be really silly of me to say, oh, yes, I have a relationship with that chair. That chair is awesome, right? No, I would say, no, I have a relationship with my parents. I have a relationship with a person. In the same way, right, we can say, well, I, we have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with God the Father. We have a relationship with God the Son. We have a relationship with God the Holy Spirit, it is important to see him as a, as, a, as, a, as a person so that we can say, yes, I'm going to have this relationship with the triune God. 
it also right, refocuses our approach to God. It refocuses us. See, the thing is, um, R.A. Tory puts it this way. He is a preacher, a, a very um, famous preacher, and he says it this way. Um, if, we, if we think of the Holy Spirit merely as a power or influence, our thought will be, how can I get more of the Holy Spirit? But if we think of him as a divine person, our thought will be, how can the Holy Spirit get more of me? See, the former conception leads to self-exaltation, the latter conception to self-humiliation, self-emptyings, and self-reunification. You see, when we see the Holy Spirit as a person of God, in fact, this person of God is someone who lives in us and changes us, and we'll see that in the next bit. But when we see him as that and not just a force or a thing, man, right, that is when we change, our perspective changes, and that's when we ask Holy Spirit, um, that's when we see God working in us, when we recognize him as a person of the triune God. Uh, we see the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Well, the second thing is that we see the work of the Holy Spirit in us. We see the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Um, and we see it really in several ways the Holy Spirit does this. Um, but really in the Christian faith, right, the Holy Spirit is there in two ways. Really at the beginning of our Christian faith, he is uh, there, right? Uh, John 15, 26 to 27 says, when the, the advocate comes, advocate meaning the Holy Spirit, uh, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. See, here he is, uh, he, this is, he's speaking to his disciples, and, and, and this is the last time Jesus, this is the words of Jesus, this is the last time he's with Jesus, um, they're with Jesus, right? And, he's, and Jesus has already told them, you need to love me, you need to go and show me to the world, right? And he tells them, look, you don't, you're not going to do it alone. When you are sharing people, when you are sharing people um, about me, the Holy Spirit is there with you, right, revealing myself, testifying to that person about me. See, when we first became a Christian, I don't know about you, but I know for me, there was something in me that felt, yes, I believe. I, I believe in this truth that is being told to me. It was nothing that the other person was telling me. You know, there was something in me that, that was like, yes, this is it. And, and that was really the Holy Spirit's conviction Right, uh, He goes on later in John 16, talking about how the Holy Spirit, right, um, as we testify about the Holy Spirit to people, it is the Holy Spirit that convicts people um, of these things. He convicts them of three things, right? Oh, in uh, chapter 16, 8 through 11, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of the world now stands command, con condemned. Right? The Holy Spirit convicts 
us um, uh, convicts people, right, of, well, their sin, right, the world's sin. What is it that draws us to, to have, to want to have a Savior? Well, usually the, the wrongdoings that we do are the wrongdoings that have been done to us. The Holy Spirit convicts us of those things. The, the Holy Spirit convicts the world righteousness, right? Here he's talking about um, the Pharisees, right? But everyone has what they think is right and wrong. The world says this is right and this is wrong. And the Holy Spirit convicts that, right? If you think of the Pharisees who had their own righteousness and in their own righteousness, it was righteous for them to think, oh, I can kill and plot against Jesus, right? That was their righteousness, and the Holy Spirit right, convicts them of this. That is not true righteousness, right? And lastly, right, uh, the judging, right, um, the convicts the world's judgment, right? They, um, in, in, in this time, right, judged Jesus and didn't see him as the true Messiah, as the true Savior, and it brought them spiritual blindness, and the Holy Spirit testifies about Christ, and he convicts them of these things. My question to you is, is the Holy Spirit testifying to you today? Maybe you're sitting here, right, and you don't, have not yet chosen to believe. Maybe you're sitting here, and, and you are. You, you, you do feel convicted for sins that you've committed, right? You do feel convicted, maybe, because you've been looking at your own righteousness to save yourself. Maybe you're sitting here, and you've been judging the work of Jesus and this is causing you spiritual blindness. Maybe these things, these convictions are leading you to Christ and salvation. Maybe this is the Spirit testifying to you today that the Lord, that Jesus has died on the cross and paid for your sins and rose, risen to life so that you can be raised to life. If this is you, I would love to speak to you after, Pastor Hugh would love to speak to you after to talk to you. Well, what does it mean to fully believe in Jesus. Maybe you guys are sitting here and you are believers, right? Is there someone God has called you to share the gospel with? See, we can rest in the fact that we are not doing it alone, but it is the Holy Spirit that testifies to who Jesus is. All we are called to do is to go and share the gospel with that person through the work of the Holy Spirit. Is there someone God has called you to share? Right? We see the Holy Spirit working in us in the beginning, but we also see him continuing to work in us right? uh, through the power of, of him illuminating scripture and also through the sanctification that we have. Right? Uh, the reading today, uh, John 14, uh, 15, uh, says, uh, was tells us about this. Right? Um, these are the words of Jesus. Uh, really what it is is Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm, I'm leaving. Guys, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to heaven. You are you're going to be here and you had to do this uh, by yourself, right? And, and 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 you know, I'm sure if I was a disciple, I would be terrified. Wait, 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 Jesus, where are you going? Right? And Jesus here is telling them, it's okay though, because I will send someone. I will ask the Father to send someone to be with you, to help you. In fact, this person will be with you forever. Right? Uh, yeah, if you love me and keep 
keep my commands, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and, and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, right? The world cannot accept him, but it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you, right? Just um, like in, the, in John, how we know the Father because we know the Son. In the same way, he says, you will know the Spirit because you know me, right? He, it's, it's this connotation of this, and, and he is sending this Holy Spirit to live in us and to do what? Well, um, all of this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. Uh, my peace I give you. I do not give you uh, as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, the Holy Spirit, right, will continue to teach us the things, remind us of the things that Jesus has said, the things that Jesus has said in his word, right, right, the things that, that, that Jesus had said about resurrection, um, about the truths, about the gospel, the, these things, right, the, the truths in his word, the Holy Spirit in us, right, reveals those things to us, illuminates the scripture, and teaches us through those things. That is what the Holy Spirit is doing within us. And many times as we're reading the word of God, right, this brings transformation into our lives. In fact, this brings sanctification into our lives. Now, you might be asking me, what is sanctification? That sounds like a really big word. Really, in a nutshell, really what it means is that we are just becoming more and more like Christ, right? If, if God has seen us as righteous, what sanctification is, is that through the work of the Holy Spirit, as we have the Holy Spirit in us, well, he slowly transforms us and changes us to mirror what um, that righteousness, uh, how God sees us as righteous people, right? That is what the Holy Spirit does, and, and he impacts this greatly in Romans 8, right? He talks about um, um, our old lives of the flesh, right? When, when, when we live in our fleshly desires, the things that we, we just naturally do, and instead what happens is when the Holy Spirit is in us, he takes those things, and we live differently, right? We are changed. We think differently. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed, governed by the Spirit is life and peace, right? He is the one who lives in in us, right? Verse 9, it, um, verse 11 is said twice that is able to happen because, well, he is in us, changing us, illuminating things in us, making us more and more like Christ. Uh, most of us know the fruits of the Spirit, right? This was spoken in the idea of 
hey, um, also in that idea, don't live by your flesh anymore. Instead, right, live in the spirit. Live the way God was. And this is what will come out of it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The, the, the Holy Spirit constantly sanctifies us, right? Through the power, as we read his word, right? He will bring out, hey, have you thought about this? Look, that thing in your life, you need to work on that. Do you not see that as you're reading this scripture? Do you not see this thing in your life that, that, that I want you to give to God so that you can be, it can be replaced with one of these things, I, I urge you uh, to ask, do you guys ask the Holy Spirit to guide you as you study God's Word? Uh, when, you, when you open your Bible for devotions, or when you go to small group, or even when you come to church on Sunday, do you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the truths of God's Word? What I love um, about, uh, there's a writer, Richard Foster, um, he is a Quaker, but uh, what's amazing about his church is the way that it's set up is they really prepare the, 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 the space for the Holy Spirit to, to illuminate the scripture in them. And what it is, is they would be, um, you know, it's like our hall. Before the people come into the hall, into the sanctuary, actually the sanctuary is dark. And on the outside, that's where they catch up with everyone. You know, how are you doing? How's everything doing? But the moment they step into the sanctuary, there is a time of silence. And they go in and they sit and they prepare their hearts for the word of God to speak to them. That is the same um, idea that we have when we realize that it is the Spirit, Holy Spirit working in our lives. Maybe the other question I have for you is, is the Holy Spirit have, allowing the Holy Spirit to continue to sanctify you? Is the Holy, Holy Spirit revealing something to you right now that you need to work on? Is there something that he's saying, look, this thing, you could be better let, let me give that to me. Let, let give that to me and change so that you can be more and more like Christ. We see the personhood of the Holy Spirit. We see the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And lastly, we see the work of the Holy Spirit in the church. Um, the passage that Nduti uh, read, right, is, is, is a passage about spiritual uh, gifts, um, but it is actually in a bigger part of, um, of Corinthians. Um, this being really, the focus here is on unity and respect for other people, um, but, but he does... Um, uh, uh, he does address the holy the, the spiritual gifts. In fact, probably what happened, it is a letter, and probably what happened is the Corinthians were asking about these gifts. What are these gifts? Um, what should we do with these gifts? And, 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 and Paul, right, again, in the mindset of unity, in the mindset of respecting for each other, in the mindset of the church, right, he, he sees these and he points out certain things in, um, in this, right, um, uh, now, uh, these gifts, right? He, he wants to inform them. These are what the gifts are. That He doesn't want them to go blind about what these things um, 
are. And, and, and you see in verse 3, he, he says that these are for those that believe. These spiritual gifts, right, that are given upon those in the church, well, these are things for those that believe in Christ. Right? It is not um, for uh, people who do not believe in Christ don't have these gifts because these gifts are given by God, right? Uh, verse 3 is, is some sort of creed is what it is. Uh, we don't know where they said this creed, but we know that it's some creed that they said. We know that according to Paul, right, when it is said that Jesus is Lord, that that is a sign of faith, right? And it is because of the Holy Spirit that we say Jesus is Lord. And it is because of this that we are given these gifts, these gifts in the Holy Spirit, right? He, he goes on in verses 4 to 7 to really, to, to, to show, well, what is it about these gifts? What are these gifts for? What do we use them for, right? Verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. He actually changes this word from gifts, right? Um, he changes uh, the, the word that the Corinthians use, which is spiritual things, to know the gifts of grace, meaning these gifts are given to us by God. And it's by given to us by the same Spirit, meaning that just because some people might have more gifts, just because some people have different gifts, there is still only one Spirit that is in all of us, right? It doesn't mean that any of these, all the gifts that you have are insignificant, right? In fact, these gifts are given to us by grace. In fact, verse 5, right, there are different kinds of service, right, different kinds of ministries, but the same Lord, right, bringing us back to, well, you have these gifts for these service, for these ministries, but we all serve the same God. We all serve the same master, Jesus Christ. The perspective is now changed to this is why I have these gifts. This, this it's, I just, um, I use these gifts to serve my Lord Jesus. And not only that, there are different kinds of working, but all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. It is God. It is God who works, who uses these gifts, who gives these gifts to us. And it is the God, our God, that is the one who, who manifests these things in us. In verse 7, he makes it very clear why we use, what these gifts are used for. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, right? It is used, um, it is used for, the, the, for the church, right? It, it is a common advantage of others. It is used to encourage and build up the church. Why do we have these gifts? Well, we are used them to, to build up the church, to encourage the church, right? To, to, to be a Christian is not easy. But when I come on Sunday morning, when I come to my small group, and when I am with each and every one of you, when you encourage me, when when I see you guys' faith, when I hear the knowledge that you have about God's word and you give it to me, that encourages me to keep going. That is what the gifts of the Spirit are for, is to build up and, and encourage the church. My question to you is, are you using your gifts of the Spirit to encourage and strengthen the church? 
Maybe this means that do you even do do you guys know your spiritual gifts? Have you ever taken a spiritual gifts test? Uh, in the bulletin, um, uh, there there was a spiritual gifts test um, sent. If you guys want, um, you can you can take that there and see how how can I serve the church. Um, uh, this is really important to me, and it's really cool to see. I make um, my student leaders, so I have a bunch of student leaders, uh, I, they're great, who, who serve with me uh, and help me run the youth ministry. Um, and I make them every year take a spiritual gifts test. There's a specific uh, youth questions, but it's really cool to see how, um, th- this is this year's, I asked them, um, right? It's really interesting to see how actually, right, we all have different gifts, Right. In fact, um, in this list, there are 15, and uh, we actually encompass nine of them. It is amazing to see how God works, right? how God has given each of us different gifts to help run the ministry of Solid Rock, to, to come along the, the, the teens, right? Actually, in fact, if, even if you take away mine, okay? You say, oh, Rhoda, you, you're the, of course, you're the teacher, you know, you, you know. Even if you took away mine, actually, this also encompasses even more than half of the 15 that are there just by these youth, right? And the amazing thing is, is I, I have been so blessed to see them, see these in action. I see, and they encourage me every day as I as I work with the the, the ministry, um, I see each and every one of these use these gifts that God has given them to further the ministry of solid rock. Could you imagine? That is just one ministry. Could you imagine if all of us used our gifts, how much more we uh, would um, bring the kingdom? We would bring Christ to others. See, we believe in the Holy Spirit. I challenge you to acknowledge the Holy Spirit um, who lives in you, to seek out a relationship with the triune God. I call you to let the Holy Spirit guide you and allow him to change and transform you. I challenge us as a church to use our gifts to encourage and empower each other to bring God's kingdom to the world. Oh, let us pray. Uh, dear Lord, I thank you that you are a God that is in us, that is living in us, that is transforming us, that is changing us. I thank you that you are a God that gives us these gifts. I pray as we go out that people would see you through us, that people would see uh, you as we encourage, as, as we build each other up. Lord, I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.